0: So this is the first time in Messi's MLS career where we just get a tie. And it's better than a loss because we get to get at least one point. But at the same time, Miami's in that playoff push. They want to be able to get all three points. And it sort of stings just a little bit because we played really, really good. But anyway, welcome to the 14th episode of Excuse the Miamians. And this is literally right after the game. So this is just post-game. I mean, yo, listen, this is some post-game coverage, baby, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, Inter Miami played a really, really good game. Unfortunately, Nashville parked the bus and they did it really, really well. There's been teams that have tried to do this, but or take us into penalties by doing this and it's worked. I mean, last time in Nashville when we, you know, we played, we still went to extra time. So it was a really, really close game the entire time. You know, Nashville had a couple counterattacks because Miami was going all out attack. And if you know, Miami's defense is not that good, except for Miller, because that's my boy. But, you know, Miami just couldn't find anything. I mean, the, the whole entire Nashville was just playing some crazy defense. And it was pretty hard for us just to, you know, find any little pass. But anyway, Miami dominated the game with 13 shots to Nashville's 7. Miami also dominated the shots on target 4-2. to two. And a, a good stat is 70% of the ball possession for Miami compared to Nashville's 30. But this is the craziest stat of the day, all right? Miami had 716 passes to Nashville's 314. Do you know what that is? Like... We could have won this game. We really could have. But you got to give it to Nashville. They played great. They actually played with a four-two-three-one, But it mostly looked like a 4-4 or like a 5-4-1. That's what it looked like. Because a bunch of times, Nashville just playing back the entire game. Most of the time, you only saw them play with one forward, which is Bunbury. And besides that, all their midfielders would always just go back and park the bus. So... It was really, really hard for Miami to get the ball through. Miami played with a 4-4-3. We had Yedlin, Aviles, Miller, and Alba in the back. Diego Gomez, Sergio Busquets, and Arroyo in the middle. And we had Messi, Martinez, and Taylor up in the front. But the thing about it is that it was really, really hard, especially for for Arroyo. Because I've said it before, and I'll continue saying it. Arroyo's a player that just continues to play back and never goes forward with the ball. We can completely see this difference right at the second half of the game. So, another another crazy thing is that Gomez has been getting starts over Kremaki every single time. And it, it drives me nuts. And not because I'm saying that Diego Gomez is a bad player, but Kremaki always ends up giving more of a you know an attacking type of game for Miami. And Arroyo just doesn't supply that either. Most of this game, we saw Arroyo actually go out... And play in the back line instead of playing in the midfield. And Alba would always listen, this this is the best thing about it. If you if you watch European soccer or even South American soccer, the left and right backs for teams will always push up. And this is one of the things that I like about Jordi Alba. We always push the ball up with him on the left, and he'll run to the forward line and he'll try to, you know, throw a center or do something like that. Another great player that always reminds me of this because, you know, I'm Chilean, is Isla. Isla from Chile always does this. He goes on the left, always tries to get, a you know, a center. You know, he throws the ball into the middle, tries to see if there's a play. But something that MLS is lacking a little bit of is trying to get those players open. So Yedlin does a good job of getting open, but instead of him continuing to push the ball up, he always usually passes it back. So Arroyo is one of those players that, Sure, if you want to park the bus and do that, you can put him out there and he can do that for you. Same thing with Diego. But I think Diego actually played a much better game today than he did in his other outings. Anyway, I prefer Keremaki. But we'll start it off with the the first half, right? First half, in the 26th minute, we got a beautiful pass from Messi to Jordi. Jordi decides to keep the ball, and he had Josef in the box with Gomez as well. So, I mean, listen... If if, if if there was a way that Jordani could have gotten that ball in to one of those, you know, feet, we could have been up 1-0 right there in the twenty six. Another crazy thing was in the 33rd minute, Messi passes it to Taylor. T- Taylor did have Messi on the left side. Messi was expecting that ball because it could have gone straight to his feet and Messi would have just had a straight open shot. But instead, he decided to take it himself and it went over the net. It just sailed right over. It was like if you were kicking a field goal from football. But, you know, you can see Messi not super upset, but he was like, hey, man, you could have, you know, you could have gotten the connection there. And then there was another play where Taylor runs into the box and Taylor uh, gets hit with a pass. And then he shoots the ball, but it gets blocked. And it actually was supposed to be a corner for Miami. And Taylor was like, hey, that's a corner. But the ref didn't see it. I don't know. The referee was a little a little sus today. But what can you do? So, halftime goes 0 0. And then in the 55th minute, they end up bringing, well, in the second half, Nashville ends up bringing out their best players. They bring in Mukhtar, they bring in Schaffelberg. And that's where the game got pretty, pretty intense because instead of Nashville parking the bus, they were just playing for a counterattack. This entire time, Miami was just trying to make a goal, trying to get the lead to open up the field because, you know, if you do make a goal, the game's going to open up. It's obvious, you know they have to go for the goal to, to get the tie or not. So they were playing a lot better. Mukhtar ends up, Mukhtar um, ends up getting the ball, and Miller is a Miller pretty much just comes in from behind, and it's a one-on-one with Calendar. But Miller, listen, what a great game by him. But Miller comes in, hits it away from him, and the guy falls, but there's no penalty because he hit it perfectly. And beautiful play. Beautiful play by Miller. If anything, he deserves it. There was another play that Yedlin and, and you know, the the left forward also were fighting for a ball and there was no foul there. But anyway, we have Fadi as he shoots it from far. It rebounds off to Jordi. Jordi passes it to Messi and it gets blocked. That was another really really good play. I really did like when they brought in Fadias as well because he ended up just doing some really really good shots. There was one time where he shot pretty bad, but what I like about these players when they bring him in, they bring in they brought in Kremaki for 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 Gomez. They also brought in <clears throat> they also brought in Fadias. They brought in um Campana and all these players, every time they put them, they attack. You know what I'm saying? They always do that. And that's a good thing. And then in the, in the 67, we have Calendar with a huge save. If, if that ball went through, I think I would have probably cried. And Mukhtar actually made a goal, but it was offside by a mile. And at the end of the game, there was a play where pretty much um, Yellen's trying to play some defense, and the ball hits him right in the hand. So they went to go check it out in VAR, and when they went to go check it out at VAR, finds out that there was a player offside. And it's pretty funny because the referees, they always let the ball or the play just continue for the longest time instead of putting their flag up. Man, we wasted like a good four minutes of the game there. And then we were already in the ninth. We were about to enter into the 90th. So it sort of sucked when, you know, they only gave us five minutes and the, the referee is still looking at the play with 92 minutes. It's like, come on, man. And then you only give them a minute extra to play the game. It was a little stressful, I'm not gonna lie, but Miami didn't need this, okay? Miami really, really needed this win. Unfortunately, they got a tie, and if you think about it, they got a point. Sure, that's not bad, but Inter-Miami is now tied for last place once again with Toronto. If Miami would have won this game, they could have had 24 points, and that would put them up, you know, almost close to New York City. That's 29. It's It's honestly looking a little sleek right now. Um... I think that if Miami loses about a game or two, they'd be out of this push, and I wouldn't really stress the players trying to play that much. Obviously, there are a lot of games left, but Miami does have to go to LAFC on Sunday at 10, so that's going to be a difficult game. If you're thinking about, you know, what can Miami do, Miami's going to have to definitely win that game because then they have to play Sporting KC, and then they have to play Atlanta United. So those are back-to-back really, really tough games. And I'm not talking mostly about Sporting KC, but they're not a bad team. Atlanta United is not a bad team either, but Miami could definitely beat them without Messi. So, I don't know. It's going to be pretty difficult. You have Toronto after that, Orlando City, Houston Dynamo for the U.S. Open, and then you have New York City. So, Miami actually has a favorable schedule at the moment. If you think about it... mm, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. If Miami, imagine if Miami wins all 10 and gets three points. I mean, that's 30. (laughs) That's a lot. But realistically, the hardest game on the list right now is going to be against Cincinnati. And that one's going to be in Miami. So if Miami's able to just come out here, win that one, you know, Miami's in a good position. But for the most part, it's going to be pretty hard. The matches aren't that difficult. Miami could at least try to win five or six of them. And if they are able to tie the rest, we'll see what happens. But as at the moment, Miami is far from the ninth spot where Miami needs to sneak into. So, Inter-Miami has 22. Chicago has 32. But it always depends on if other teams are going to be able to stop them. So, you know, we're just going to have to hope that everybody that we're trying to chase loses. But anyway, Miami Miami ties 0-0 on August 30th against Nashville. The You know, it was the rematch Of the league's cup final. We'll take a tie. It's better than a loss for sure. But anyway. Excuse the Miamians episode finished. All right. Always excuse us baby. Because we're we're coming. Are we going to do it?